May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, how is everyone this evening? Figured maybe we could uh, do a little test, which might leave us in wanting tonight. To test our gospel, I figured maybe as a group, we could go out on the riverbank. We're not really going to do it, but just lend your minds to me for a minute. I figured we could go outside and we could go to right over here, the biggest oak tree that we have that gives all that shade just right outside of that wall. And I figured we could go up to it and actually test our faith and say, hey, oak tree, get up and go jump in the river. And what do you think would happen? I think... The tree would probably look at us and laugh if it could do that type of thing. And yet, that's what we have in our gospel tonight. Jesus telling the disciples, as Jesus or as the disciples say, Lord, increase our faith. And he said, O ye of little faith, as he's kind of getting into a little bit. And he says, if you only had a little faith. The faith of something so tiny as a mustard seed, he uses a mulberry bush. You could go to this mulberry bush and say, jump into the sea, and it would listen to you just with a little faith. But that's not actually what we are getting at. It's not actually about us having the power to go tell the trees to do something, and they magically do it. So what is Jesus actually getting at tonight? There is a deeper message here. Well, to get to the answer of that question, we are going to look at history tonight. A lot of history we are going to boil down into four words. And we're going to be looking at faith, and we're going to be looking at the human mess how left in our own hands, we have messed up what the definition of faith actually is. You leave something to us and it doesn't take very long that we're, that we're going to mess it up as we tend to do as humans some of the time. So Jesus is saying, it is not when you beg that question of me, disciples, your faith, it's not about you. It's not about increasing your faith, but it's about increasing where the foundation of your faith comes from in a relationship with me. It's about the object of your faith and not about the things that we are going to discuss in faith this evening. So let's pack our bags. We're going on a little history trip from medieval times through the, Reforma- through, through the Enlightenment, through the Reformation, and we'll see how we're even fighting over some of these things that we think about faith even today. And we'll probably do it for until we finally figure it out if we ever do. But Jesus is bringing us back home tonight. So I'm going to look at that in four Latin words to consider what faith is to us as Christians. The first of those words is ascensus. And ascensus means ascent, intellectual ascent. In and of itself, our study, particularly as Christians, our study of the things of God is essential. And it leads to faith, or we perceive it can lead us there. But the problem with ascensus Intellectual ascent by itself is it doesn't normally include the heart. 
and the transformation of the heart. If we are only studying with our mind the things of God, and it doesn't include our hearts and what can be done with our hearts. So we, obviously, I'm not putting down study. I highly, we, the church, highly recommends the study Bible study about the things of God because we have to be able to come to points and and truths that there is a God, how Jesus Christ is central to the Christian faith, and how he died and rose again for our sins. Just for starters, these are things with our mind that we come to study, to seek out, and to believe. But if we don't include our heart in a census, in the study of seeking those things out, we are missing some of the picture. A census is part of faith, but it is not the ultimate be end be all of the faith because we have to include our heart. So remember that first word, a census, intellectual assent. Then the second word is fiducia. If you're a Tiffany and Nelson might be able to help with this from a lawyer's standpoint, the root word of fiduciary. And now to the layman, that actually means radical trust. If I was to say in the Christian faith what radical trust looks like, it would be if somebody was swimming or floating in an ocean of God's grace. Radical trust. Another way to illustrate that for you is thinking of my two boys. Jackson and Gabe and how they love to swim, One of the, or, or try to swim, I should say. The oldest, Jackson, and I, I should start with the youngest, Gabe at two, he is no good and he's a little nervous about floating. He needs his floaties. You put him in, in, the, uh, in any body of water, he just sinks like a rock. So we're still having to work on Gabe with his swimming technique. Jackson is five and he's been for two seasons doing swim lessons. He is to the point we trust him not in a floaty and that he, would get, he can swim around and he loves it, but he's still a little nervous and we still need to keep eye on him. Maybe next year after the winter, maybe he'll finally be ready. But if you've ever taught swim lessons or watch how they are taught, what is the scariest thing for a kid to actually get over? It's the idea that you don't trust the buoyancy of the water, that you get in and you're just going to sink. But that is what veritas is, the fiduciary radical trust of faith that when you get, God is going to hold you and that his grace is going to make you float and you have radical trust as you walk your life of faith. Now, you can see with those first two, intellectual assent and radical trust, There, throughout history, and even today, there are denominations and groups of people that say one of those is more important than the other, where you can see faith begs both of these things, and the other two we're going to talk about. But we being humans, we'll put emphasis on one and say the other one's not so important, and the study's the most important. And other denominations of Christians will say, no, 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 it's the radical trust in the grace and mercy of love of God, and it doesn't matter if you study or not. We have argued this and divided over this and continue to do that. That leads us to 
the third Latin word that has come to us through the, the history of the Christian church, and that is fidelitas, which is fidelity. Fidelity in a, or faithfulness in a relationship with God. And what that means is that idolatry. It, we, when we are unfaithful to God, we take something and put where God is supposed to be in the center of our lives, and we either faithfully live into that by, by faith and by grace, or we take something, an idol of some sort, and we put it in that place, and we are unfaithful, or we, are, we break the fidelity and the relationship we have with God. You can see how this is all starting to come together. It's the fidelity, the faithfulness, and the obligation we have to God. No, 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 no. It's the radical trust that we have to elevate to the highest. No, it's the study, the intellectual ascent. When faith takes all three of these, and the fourth word we are finally going to talk about. I have no idea if this company knew what they were actually doing, but the fourth Latin word is visio. And when you go to Walmart or anywhere that sells TVs, you see a bunch of visio TVs for sale. I have no idea if it lines up with this or not, but I want to check it out. As I saw visio, the Latin word, it actually means being aware of everything around you going on and seeing that from a faithful I. And of course, there has been different ways that the church and different denominations have experienced and taught visio, seeing the things all around us. One of those ways is everything and everybody is out to get you, being aware of everything around. You probably are aware of some churches that have taught that. Two would be indifference that we see what is going on around us, but it doesn't move us to action either way. And that is actually a response of faith. It can be that I'm scared, everything's out to get me, or it can be indifference. I see some things need to be done and maybe I can move, but I don't move because I'm comfortable right here. And then the final is everlasting life. Visio, that everything we have is given to us by God. And it leads us to lives of joy, lives of being redeemed and forgiven and everlasting life. You can see just how in Visio, different denominations across history, the history of the church, have taught and kind of leaned into different understandings of Visio. So we have three different ideas about the fourth word, visio. And then we have the three we've talked about. The, and notice kind of the undercurrent here. The first one, a census, is, is a personal, you can do it yourself or maybe in a group of people. But the other three words are all actually about relationship. And this brings us back to what the disciples are asking. Increase our faith. And as we have expounded throughout history, people have said, increase our intellectual ascent, increase our radical trust, increase our faithfulness, and increase our faith in being able to look around us and see what is going on in our world. And 
I can almost see Jesus a little bit. If you just read it without really immersing yourself in our gospel tonight, you probably think he's calm and he's in a teaching moment saying, oh, ye of little faith. And then he goes into this bit about the the mustard seed and the tree jumping into the sea. I can almost see in my mind Jesus kind of having a snarky, sarcastic. Are you really praying that? Increase your faith? It's almost the modern day version of really, disciples? Is that what you're praying for? For in your own power, increase your faith? And this is where the very meaning of the mustard seed faith comes into picture as Jesus is saying this, increase your faith. What it really means is it's not about your faith and growing those four areas of faith that we have talked about. It is actually about the person that you put your faith in. The object of our faith as Christians is Jesus Christ. And what he's challenging them with tonight, mustard seed is something very small. If you put a mustard seed in a Ziploc bag, zip it up and put it in your nightstand, what's it going to do? Nothing. It is not going to grow. It's going to stay in that small way in the baggie, preserved, but nothing will ever happen happen with it. What Jesus is telling the disciples and telling us tonight, it's about the, your faith is about the object of your affection. And if you take your faith as small as a mustard seed and put it in the foundation of Christ himself and the things of the church, his love, his mercy, and his grace for us, from that foundation grows something big and beautiful. And from that is where all those four things of faith take shape. When we realize the object of our faith and we plant it there in the foundation of Christ, our faith grows like these giant trees we have outside. From something little, because of the work of Christ on the cross and in us day after day, our faith sprouts from a foundation into something beautiful like these big oaks outside. That is what Jesus is telling the disciples and telling us tonight. Those four things we talked about are fruit of our having the foundation of Christ as the center. And then from there, from that foundation of faith, it begins to take root and to grow. And we have our lifetimes of our journey with Christ, our relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to live into the study, to live into the radical trust, to live into faithfulness, and to live into seeing the world around us. All the necessary components the church has thought about. And Jesus says, I will increase your faith. But that is fruit of what comes with your relationship with me. And you don't, the work has been done for you so that you may grow in all of those areas and in relationship with me. All praise be to our God and Father who made it so for all of us. Amen. Nicene Creed is found in your bulletin.
We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life in the world to come. Amen. Amen.